Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this act of worship. St Bride's is famous for its ministry to journalists, and behind me here you can see our journalists' commemorative altar. We are aware, as never before, of the dangers that those in the industry face when bringing us the news. So our journalists and all who work in the media are very much in our thoughts and prayers at this time. However, we are, of course, here for all of you, journalists and everyone else. Do please leave us a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these services, uh, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the fourth Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we lose not our hold on things eternal. Grant this, Heavenly Father, for our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book Genesis. God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering, and arose, and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the ass. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Then Abraham put forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. He said, Do not lay your hands on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram, caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. This is the word of the Lord.
from the letter to the Romans. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, to make you obey their passions. Do not yield your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but yield yourselves to God as men who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you yield yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once yielded your members to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, so now yield your members to righteousness for sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But then what return did you get from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the return you get is sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet because he is a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a very short Gospel reading that we've just heard, isn't it? And its import is perhaps summed up very succinctly. Jesus said to the disciples, Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. My wife Sandra and I are planning to visit friends in the Czech Republic in September and to walk some sections of the way of St. James there. Sandra worked in what was initially Czechoslovakia shortly after the Velvet Revolution and has maintained connections there ever since. One of the things that's always very striking when visiting is Czech hospitality, which can be almost overwhelming. Different areas of the world vary in terms of their hospitality customs, of course, and sometimes those customs are shaped by religious convictions. Well, the sentiment expressed in the Gospel today is certainly a very beautiful one, isn't it? That in our welcoming of others, we welcome Christ. Our Gospel readings have been taken from Matthew chapter 10 now for some weeks and I have to admit that I've fallen into the trap that the lectionary unintentionally sets for us of not really paying attention to the broader narrative from which our readings are taken each week. At the beginning of chapter 10, Jesus summoned the disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. Our Gospel readings of the past weeks have been taken from Jesus' teaching to the disciples at that time. There was something about today's teaching, about whoever welcomes you, welcomes me, that connected me back to lines much earlier in the passage. Jesus said, You received without payment, give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for labourers deserve their food. It occurred to me 
that these passages are connected and they concern how we interact and are received by others. They point to hospitality, that we should receive others as Christ, that we give generously and also that we allow ourselves to be dependent on the generous response of others. In May, Sandra and I walked sections of the St. Francis Way in Umbria. Anyone would think that we're always on holiday, I know. I mention it because St. Francis provides us with a clear example of the implications of the teachings in Matthew chapter 10. His life was reorientated fundamentally by what he took to be a call to poverty and he became a blessing to all those who received him and indeed to animals, to birds and all God's creation. During our stay in Assisi, we attended a Eucharist at what is known as the Shrine of the Renunciation. It's where Francis is believed to have been summoned by his father to return his wealth in front of the local bishop. In response, Francis stripped naked and the bishop threw his cloak over him. It was a symbolically powerful act. Francis's nakedness might remind us of Eden and of our original nakedness. It might also remind us of Christ, stripped and crucified. Whilst family is highly valued in the faith, indeed in the Ten Commandments, we see here also something of the call to a wider family. Francis says to his father, Until now I have called you father on earth, but now I can say without reservation, Our Father who art in heaven. There is a sense also of the fatherhood of the bishop in the protection he offers, and indeed that of Mother Church. Francis comes to see his brothers and sisters in the whole of creation, and this found particular expression much later in his life in his Canticle of Creation. The return of even his clothes to his father speaks also of the giving of ourselves to God and to one another, reflecting that teaching that we hear just last week about losing our lives in order to find them in God. In our welcoming of others, in our generosity and in our willingness to enter into relationship and to accept the vulnerability that comes with being open to others, we see the nature of fellowship and communion, and we can catch a glimpse perhaps of how profoundly these forces could transform our world, the fortunes of those in need, and even God's creation. I'll close with that canticle of creation from St. Francis. 
It's a hymn of praise to God and his creation that speaks profoundly of relationship, of God's hospitality and the destiny to which he welcomes us. O most high, all-powerful, good Lord God, to you belong praise, glory, honour and all blessing. Be praised, my Lord, for all your creation and especially for our brother son who brings us the day and the light. He is strong and shines magnificently. O Lord, we think of you when we look at him. Be praised, my Lord, for Sister Moon and for the stars which you have set shining and lovely in the heavens. Be praised, my Lord, for our brother's wind and air and every kind of weather by which you, Lord, uphold life in all your creatures. Be praised, my Lord, for Sister Water, who is very useful to us and humble and precious and pure. Be praised, my Lord, for Brother Fire, through whom you give us light in the darkness. He is bright and lively and strong. Be praised, my Lord, for Sister Earth, our mother, who nourishes us and sustains us, bringing forth fruits and vegetables of many kinds and flowers of many colours. Be praised, my Lord, for those who forgive for love of you, and for those who bear sickness and weakness in peace and patience, you will grant them a crown. Be praised, my Lord, for our sister death, whom we must all face. I praise and bless you, Lord, and I give thanks to you, and I will serve you in all humility. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Let us pray. Everlasting Father, as we enter prayer, help us to be still and to recenter our scattered senses upon your presence. We give you thanks for our world and for all of your creation. We pray for your global Christian church and for our St Bride's family here and online. Bless Alison on her sabbatical and our associate priests Jeff and Stephen. We give thanks for our vergers Robin and Adira, our admin staff and musicians, our wardens, guild and PCC. Be with our Sunday Church Club and with all of the children in our lives. Help us, even if only occasionally, to see the world through the eyes of our own inner child, to be awed by your creation, inspired with purpose and not ground down by cynicism. Be with us in our workplaces, in our homes and in all of our comings and goings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Lord, today we pray for migrants, refugees and asylum seekers. We live in a world where so many flee for different reasons, from the threat of war, from natural disasters, for a simple desire for a better future. We pray for those who never make it over an international border and who are internally displaced, cut off from access to assistance. We pray for the women and children who are especially vulnerable to exploitation on migrant routes. We pray for the men and boys who go ahead and who risk everything in the back of lorries and on leaky boats and who hope to make it to the other side with just their lives intact. Give us compassion, God, and inspire our leaders to govern and lead us with compassion also. We pray for those in Sudan, Russia, the Ukraine and for anyone who this week left their home under threat of violence, whether domestic or civil. We are all there, God, but for your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, we pray for the peacemakers and the truth-tellers for all who are determined to stand up for what is right. We pray for the brave men and women of the media and especially for those who've dedicated themselves to seeking out truth in dangerous places. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, be with all those who suffer with illness and who live in pain, whether mental or physical. Relieve their suffering, give them comfort, and grant strength and good humour to those who care for them. Dear Lord, we remember with gratitude our dear friends and family who've left us. Grant us peace and them eternal rest. Be especially near to all who've lost loved ones recently and who remember this week the anniversaries of those who have died. Finally, dear Father, we bring to you those in our church, our communities, our families and in our hearts about whom we are worried and we pray your blessings upon them. Merciful Father, 
Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself, made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your, holy, by your spirit, Inspire us with your love and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. Eternal God, comfort of the afflicted and healer of the broken, you have fed us at the table of life and hope. Teach us the ways of gentleness and peace, that all the world may acknowledge the kingdom of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.